0: Hey y'all, meet my homeboy, Donald Cole II. A native of Oxford, Mississippi and a proud graduate of Alabama A&M University, Mr. Cole, as I call him, is a renaissance man. You really can't put him in a box. He has that traditional masculine energy like loving all things sports, but he's also a huge fan of neo-soul music and writing poetry. In this episode, Mr. Cole and I have a conversation about Black men, mental health, therapy, and the perception or misperception of what it means to be masculine. Stay tuned and enjoy. Hey, Mr. Cole, <laughs> how What's you doing? going on?
1: How you doing? Fine, I'm
0: and doing you? Just fine. That's good.
1: I long time no see. You know what? It has been. It's been
0: actually too long. Yeah, it's good. What ten years now? It's been ten years, yeah. Man, it has. Eight, it has. at least eight. Um, I know. I guess I should tell people how I know you first. Let me tell them your real name. It's Donald Cole II, right? That's right. Donald Cole II, I met you at Dunbar High School. You were a coach. And I'm really not, I was thinking about this when I was going over the questions last night. I'm like, what did he really do? (laughs) Because I know we had you there on a grant and we Mm -hmm. had you working with truancy, but we had a truancy officer. So I was like, I wonder (laughs) what his real job was.
1: So yes, I I was um, was, uh, the dropout prevention coordinator. So I did work um, hand-in-hand with with the truancy officer. Um, And the program was designed to um, see um, what we could do to really help kids um, who were truant to really get them back into school. So my position was really to really get out in the community, um, get with uh, parents, um, a lot of people, pastors, um, coaches, um, to really find different ways to and encourage kids to um, to stay in school, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and really finish.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so my, my job was kind of, um, I wore a lot of different hats okay. and I was really there to be a helpmate, um, to you all, to the principals and to the staff and help in, in any way, um, in any way possible. Um, so
0: you did too, cause there were a couple of kids I know that would not have graduated had you not stayed. Like one night, I know you stayed a good to a good ten o'clock to help kids with their attendance recovery. And I'm like, <laughs> let them fail; <laughs> they don't want to do it. You like, Cass? I got to worry about it. But you're trying but, to get those and, hours in. Yeah,
1: they're trying trying try to get them, cause they, um, they talk like they they want to skip and do that but in in the end mm. they do want to do want to graduate that's they do true. want that accomplishment um so um and kind of talk with, talking with them and hearing their stories and their backgrounds and kind of usually there's always something that's going on at home that or something that's that you really don't know about True. um some things is going on with with their friends and um hearing those stories um I, I can look at them and, and almost see, see myself a little bit in them. And I, and I was just really to be uh, a helpmate to to you all, the staff, and mm-hmm. to help them as well so they can really go on and do something Bigger with their lives.
0: Bigger things. And you were, again, like I said, we it, we that particular class because it was my last year at Dunbar, and I started with that class when I got there as 10th graders. And so you came their senior year and literally – it was up until probably the day before graduation where we were staying up there, add this kid to the list, add this yeah. kid to the list. Yeah. So, you know, I appreciate your help with David. <laughs> and you know,
1: it's, and, and some of those kids I'm still in contact with today. I mean, try to keep up with, with, with a couple. Um, I'm still trying to talk to them and, and encourage them because you know, life is all about ups and downs. You're going to have your ups and you're going to have your downs. And everyone needs help.
0: That's true. And also, too, I guess I should um, also tell you, I guess, why I invited you on the show. I think with us working, because it was a crew of us, um, you, Miss Williams, Miss King, you know, like the truancy team, we all worked mm-hmm. together. And mm-hmm. you and I would talk a lot, and you found out, I think I probably revealed to you that I wrote a book. Yes, read it, and you came back, and one of the things you said, because it was um, written from a male, female perspective, and a male perspective, and you were like, it's a good book cast, but the guy in there is sometimes a little too sensitive. <laughs> you can tell a woman wrote it. And I was like, well, why do you say that? He was like, because he talked sometimes he says stuff, not all the time, but sometimes he'll say some stuff, and he's like, a dude not going to talk like that. They're not going to reveal their feelings that easily and i thought about you like a couple of days ago because i watched this show called marriage at first sight and there's a couple on there miles and karen and miles revealed to karen that he suffers from depression you know he's not selfish but he battles with it he's worked Mm -hmm. through it and he was like i just want you to know just in case you know i have an incident or episode you know so you can be aware and not shocked And so, you know how they have the cutouts to, like, on reality shows, you're in the scene, but then you have the cutout to where they interview the people. So they cut out to Karen, and she was like, well, you know, I want a masculine man. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, I'm in this group about the, the show, and we were all like, what does his masculinity have to do with his mental health, and why is she basically speaking negatively about him like why in her opinion why why would she consider him less than a man because he's dealing with his mental health I'm like I think that's pretty on the up and up I was like that would be a good topic for the show like black men especially and their if not mental health but their emotional health and I always think about who would be willing to have a conversation about it and I reached out to you and then one of the things you said was I think I'm in a space now where I've done the work, and I can have a conversation about it, so I yeah. guess my first question is what type of work have you done? Let's talk about that
1: okay, so um i was I went through through it through a time where um and just like when you sent me that clip, I kind of watched it, and I knew exactly what he was talking about, exactly how mm-hmm. he was feeling because I was in that same situation. Um, waking up and really not being motivated, not wanting to, to do anything. Um, I really just felt stuck, um, like I was in cement and I just didn't know what to do on, on, on how to break that. So it was, it was a continuous cycle of, I mean, it would happen every so often, so often where I would almost disconnect from everything. Um, I didn't really want to talk to anyone, didn't want to be around anyone, really just wanted to uh stay by myself. And I just really got comfortable um, in that space and, and being alone and, and shutting people out. Um and it stemmed from actually from um, my childhood. I've had conversations with um my sister, my mother, my my brother, um, and kind of how growing up I had mood swings. I can be happy at, at one one second and then the next second i'm mad at the world Mm -hmm. and the only person who could really break that or or, or calm me down was my sister i I remember one time i was we were going to church and i was just so happy going to church i I love sunday school um i remember going to sunday school we in the car but as soon as i I pulled up to the church and we getting out like my mood just changed like i was just mad and and hated the world i didn't want to talk to anyone and I really didn't know what was going on. I just was like in this mood and Mm -hmm. my sister was like, she saw it. She was like, no, not today. Snap out of it. And at that moment I was like, you know what you write, whatever this is, snap out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's actually kind of, kind of stemmed from childhood. Um, So the, to really answer your your question with the work, I started doing because I was a, a bad communicator. And Mm -hmm. and I found out um, I really needed to talk. Um, I actually started talking with my grandmother because I felt like she was one who wouldn't judge. Mm -hmm. Um, And so getting some things out, it's it's amazing how just getting some things out that's been built in. How
0: How old were you when you started to talk to her?
1: Um, It really started um, actually within the last probably six, seven years. now i've always been able to to talk to to my mom but it's still certain things that i would w- withhold mm-hmm. um, um and after i really started talking talking with with my grandmother so it was right right around the time i turned turned 30 mm-hmm. um she was kind of telling me um and gave me re- real good advice but she would say well baby you you may want to go see see someone else you may want to really go talk to someone about some things and i was like therapy she was like <laughs> yes um and just to hear her hear her to say that like and her so support saying yes go 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 talk to someone um because we're I, we have in our conversation i see growth but she was like she only knows so much mm-hmm. um and so i ended up starting to go to therapy um and in in therapy i i learned so much about myself Mm -hmm. um and and the growth um and the work that i really had to put into myself in order to really get to where where i wanted to be because if i didn't want to be stuck um in that or in that mud i really had to put some work into into myself and so um with actually with with therapy um with um with fitness i've changed my diet um started really working out and and running becoming a runner um and really prayer and motivation so when people people ask me now they they see a change they're like man you're losing weight you're doing this and i always tell them therapy um i say therapy fitness and prayer motivation those have have been my four words has really propelled me into to really to the next step into to the man that i really want to be um And so so with, 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 with those things, um, and and putting it, putting in the the little work is definitely has has changed my life.
0: That's amazing. Do you think that as young black men, that you all are taught like a certain thing about being masculine? Like for instance, there are, how do I put this? There are like, perceptions of male black male masculinity when masculinity in America period, it's like the strong, silent type, or, um, you, are uh, don't talk a lot or let me see, like not to show your feelings, not to express yourself. So oh, yeah. were you taught those things as a kid or how did you pick up on? That's what a man should be like.
1: So, so growing up, I looked up to, Really, my older cousins—they mm-hmm. were like almost like fathers to me. Whatever they did, I wanted to do. Um, and so, you—you you were taught. Uh, um, it it was—it was taught. It was taught. It was lessons. Um, if I did something, I would—I would cry. They would mm-hmm. tell me, "Oh, man, don't cry. You show—you show no fear. You—you um, you never back down." Um, and really, um, they would always say. You know, Especially about expressing feelings, it it was none of that. it was man, suck that up, hold that in um even in um even in sports me I mean me playing playing football you you don't cry, you don't if you you don't get hurt, you're not hurt i mean i I remember separating my shoulder and they like, "You good, go back, go back in there. It's like yeah. you're not hurt, and so uh, I remember, yeah, going to the sideline popping it back in place, and went back in the game. Um, and it was, it was almost like, um, to, to be a man, you had, you had to, you had to do those things. You had to show no emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, and so sometimes I feel like man in, in relationships, it's hard to communicate because you really haven't shown emotions to anyone. Um, and to be vulnerable, like Mm -hmm. as, as a man, especially a black man, it's hard to be to be vulnerable and let your guard down. Cause as soon as your your guard down and you and you're open, it's almost like you're open to an attack. Um and so it's almost like we have we have to to change um change our mindset. And so mm-hmm. I really started, especially when I started going to therapy, I started telling my friends, yo, this is helping me. Like, um and I I, I always got they a couple of friends used to get the little jokes and little, yeah. little jabs and state and i would be like, I understand what I, I understand what you're saying it's funny but at the same time they come back and tell me like i, I see the change in you like mm-hmm. you know keep going um so it's it's really about starting to i feel like as as black men we we do need to start having those conversations and it may start small it may start um like with me with somebody in your family or mm-hmm. or, or a friend but we have to be actually be comfortable and getting uncomfortable mm-hmm. for, for for and being vulnerable for a little bit of time.
0: That's what I was gonna say, cause I don't know if you've listened to the up, other episodes, but I know in one or two of them, I've talked about going to therapy myself and also revealing to my family <laughs> that I was going and they did laugh, but at, the, at that point, by that time, I was like, I, I don't care. But after going for a while, they were like, you know, you still going <laughs> like you need to go <laughs> that type of thing and um just being able to have those conversations because I think the commonality that black men and black women have when you and I started laughing because I know the feeling of you know when you start to show your emotions, you basically under attack. Nobody wants to be vulnerable,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: you don't get to a place of growth until you get there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know it's like a butterfly in that cocoon. You know you got it's got to be broken down in order for it to be the butterfly. But human nature, we don't want that process because nobody and I laugh in in um in understanding and empathy because I'm like I get that feeling because it's like uh-uh I ain't I ain't finna do it and so I think black women too at least I was taught not to cry, not to really show too. I think for me and my friends laughing me to this day, when I tell them for my, for the women in my family, I'm probably the most emotional one. They're like, damn, <laughs> cause I can be kind of hard or whatever, but you just talk, you know, what you're crying for, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to change anything Ain't no sense in talking about it, working it over, over and over again deal with it and move on. So mm-hmm. I think at least we share that commonality black men and black women I think cult- culturally but I don't think we've gotten to a place where we talk about that we share it. You know what I'm saying? No,
1: it, it it it's I feel like it stems from um from before us from from our grandparents mm-hmm. and their parents because um they grew up in a time where no no one is going to feel sorry for you.
0: Yeah. They didn't have time, you know. Oh, you, their lives you, depended on being strong.
1: On being strong. Um, and you have to be. Um, just like my my parents would always tell me. Most times, even w- with education, you have to be ten times as qualified, you know, in order to get that job. You got to be ten times as good, ten times as tough.
0: hmm
1: Um, and so because life is won't won't give you any favors. Right. Um. So it's 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 it stems from. Um, from what they had to go through, so they they do try to toughen you up because they they and, and as people get older, as we get older, we know the the world is tough.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, also, too, I think I wanted to ask you like you talked a little bit about it, but maybe you can go into a little bit more detail. How did your lessons about masculinity change as you? Got older, so what things that what things did you think as a kid, you know, about manhood? Now you know it's different. Give me give me a couple of examples. I think.
1: Okay. Um. Well, I will say, um, especially with the show no emotions. Mm-hmm. Um. I I was man. I, I I remember, um, just growing up and. Some of my older older cousins, um, were actually they were uh, about to fight, and I'm over there crying. I'm like, no, I don't want y'all to fight. I don't want y'all, you know, anyone to get hurt. And they looking at me like, are you crying? Like, no. You if you don't suck that up, um, or telling them or going to them and telling them like my feelings were hurt, mm-hmm. and they, and they're they're like, what? Why are you talking about this? You know, uh, suck that up. Uh uh-huh. it's like no, you you don't you don't be vulnerable. You don't let anyone see that side of you. Mm. And so um and actually that has hurt me in relationships, not being able to open up, not being able to communicate because in, in any relationship communication is key. Um and that that really affected me in in my last relationship. I lost um I I I, lo- I lost the queen because I was actually going through some things in one of my episodes and i didn't i didn't know how to fight it. I was really fighting myself it had it really had nothing to do to do with her. It was me not being able to really be vulnerable and, and communicate and really open up to tell her how I was feeling or tell her what I was going through um so uh when you sent me that clip and when him just being open enough and brave enough to to tell her that you know, they can work on that together. Now she knows, okay, if he's in this episode, he may need to be by himself for a day. Mm-hmm. But on tomorrow, we'll be better.
0: Yeah. And
1: most of the time, that's, that's kind of with me. If like, for a day, I might just be in this mood. But tomorrow, I'm going to come back to you like, almost like a puppy, like, want all your attention, all your love. Um, but for this day, I'm like, I'm hard as a rock. Like, I do not want to talk. I don't want to do anything. Um. And I had to um, and therapy therapy has really helped me to 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 open up and be able to communicate and express how I'm feeling. So that has it has helped me so much in actually in, 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 in at jobs at jobs now. Um, I've actually been able to get promotions and other jobs because I'm comfortable really with who I am. Mm-hmm. And so that it's almost like a vibe. People people feel that
0: the energy. Um, people
1: yeah. People can can see that. Um, and so. That's that's definitely been been a big difference. Um, now, as 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 a kid, I was I was that quiet that that quiet strong type. Like, um, and I, people always would say, "Watch out for the quiet ones," because mm-hmm. most times you, you you hold all that stuff in, and then when you let it out and it erupt on someone, it's, it's 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 almost like a a, a, a bomb exploding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you you almost overwhelm some, somebody because they're like, whoa, you're taking this way overboard. And so I was like, me personally, I was zero to a hundred. It was, it was
0: no, no in between. I never knew that about you. I never, I never got to see that side. I mean, which,
1: you know, we yeah, work together. It's, but. It's, yeah. it's so most, most of the time I, tr- I try to be, and I was raised to be polite. I was raised mm-hmm. to you know, raised w- with respect and I try, I try to be humble. Um, but when someone kind of pushes me, almost like, you know, you, you, you push an animal to its corner. You have, it has no other choice but to fight. And so it's almost like you're you fighting for your life. So it's, once I go zero to 100, it's almost like no stopping. You can't, it's almost, you're yeah, it's, it's too up. much.
0: So, like, when you went, what, were you hesitant in going to therapy? Like, what did you think therapy was going to be like? And what is, was it actually like? You you know I really didn't know
1: what to expect when I went to therapy. Um, you and as in black communities, we really don't talk about therapy because it's it's almost like how you gonna tell some someone almost like your deepest secrets, mm-hmm. you know, someone that you that you don't even know. Um, a lot of times people always like we we need to keep stuff in the family. I'm mm-hmm. like, but if if the family's disruptive. I mean, it'll be an ongoing cycle, so someone has to to um, break that cycle. Um, but when, when I went to therapy, I I really learned that it was more so I had to learn about myself mm-hmm. and learn about things that that trigger me. Um, I almost had to find uh, my inner peace, find my inner inner happiness. So it was, it made me really think about um, think about me and myself. And the things that I could control. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 crazy how um, you go to someone that you don't even know, and they ask you. And sometimes it would be the, the the questions that they ask mm-hmm. to, to make to make you think of things in a in a different light.
0: So I do have a question. Do you think, speaking of questions, do you think men are held to an, a different emotional standard than women? And the reason I say that is because I feel like, well, I I made the comment at church one time to one of our ministers. And I was like, I don't know why we were talking about this, but we were. And I was like, well, women are more affectionate than men. And he was like, actually, that's not really true. (laughs) And I was like, whatever. (laughs) He didn't really explain why. And so I kind of want you to talk about that later on. But I I think we expect, we allow, even though in I think culturally as Black women, we are still expected to be strong like superwomen, but we still get to be a little bit more emotional than y'all. We don't, I don't think you all are allowed any room for emotional intelligence. And so I was wondering if you felt the same way coming up, you know, and if there is a difference, why do you think that is
1: um i i, I do think think that, that there is a difference um i've only growing up I've only seen my dad cry two times in my whole life or well, three times um, one was the the, the death, death of his mother um and the other two had to had to deal with um with his wife or or, or my mother mm-hmm. um the the first time I actually saw him cry, uh, my parents actually had had a fight about finances, and my mom ended up going, um, stayed with the friend for a few days, and um, I remember he heard he heard us, um, me, my sister, my brother crying, and we were all in the, in the room crying, cause we just thought, you know, she was gone forever. Mm-hmm. And I remember him coming in, him coming in the room, he was crying, and just telling us everything is gonna be okay. Um, and the the other time is when my mother got into a, a real bad accident, mm-hmm. and um and those are the only three times I can ever remember him crying or, or showing that type of emotion. Um, he's he's always been just, and sometimes it, it amazes me how 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 strong he he can be. Um, and it's almost like even though um, we we uh, uh, allow that to happen, or allow that if he, if you want to show those emotions, he could. It's almost like, no, I have to be strong for the family, or mm-hmm. strong for have to show or, or be this type of person. Um. So I, I I think I think it is we um this very limited space where we as as men can be vulnerable. And so that that can, that that really can 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 be hard.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like, in the instance, especially of this TV show, like where when you are vulnerable or you do express your feelings or show emotion, then we as women turn around and are like, well, that's not masking. So Mm -hmm. then the next time it's like, well, I'm just not gonna show anything (laughs) because the last time that I did, I got. Misjudged for it, so, and I—that th- leads to kind of another question. One of my friends um, and I—we ta- we talk about dating and stuff like that. So she'll call me, or I'll call her, and we're like, um, we got into a conversation, a couple of conversations over the last year, and she'll be like, "Well, this guy—he's moving really slow. He had not tried to sleep with me, or he—you know—he's just extra nice. What's wrong with him?" <laughs> the first thing we assume is something is wrong right with him, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and you know, we're wondering like, well, maybe it's this. And finally we came to the conclusion. It's like, you know, I don't, I just don't think we know when people are genuinely nice. We don't know what it means to be a good person, like a good man. So we've normalized like negativity, those toxic Mm -hmm. aspects. Like if he was, I said, now if he was trying to get you, you know, early on, we'd be like all the feels. She's uh-huh. like, yeah. So, what? Um, I just want to know your thoughts around that. Have you experienced that with women? Like, where you've been nice, you've tried to be emotionally mature, but they push back on you, or and they're like, you know, they make you like you're the nice guy, and so you get the oh, friends on or whatever.
1: Uh, I I, I have, and sometimes I. I, I, I laugh at that. Um, because I, especially in, in, in dating or, or, or relationships, I try to come, come, come into it thinking, um, well, and I really personally, I don't bring up sex until she brings up sex. Mm-hmm. Um, because I already know there's 10 other guys probably in her inbox right now, already, tr- already talking about sex, already probably doing something. Um, that she's like about to, about to block them for anyway. So I already know in halfway expect, expect that to happen. So, um, especially if, if you go out and I ask someone, let's just go out and have a conversation. Um, and on the, on the next day we just going out having a conversation because that's really what I'm trying to do is truly trying to get to know who you are
0: mm-hmm.
1: as, as a person. Um, And then it'll come up like, like, why haven't we talked about sex? Like you never haven't tried to do anything. Like what's wrong with you? Like what's going on? And when, when, now when that door is open, I'm I'm like, okay, um, now since you opened this door, let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's go. And that's just, 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 just me and and how I've done. I'm like, now I can be, I can be whatever freaking level you're trying to get to. I can match you now. I can get there. But I, I want I want you to know I'm not trying to come at you like that. You are trying to be respectful. And so it can't. Um, I've I've been played played to the left being a being a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because those same those same women once especially once you get with somebody else and they and they see that and they like oh man and then now they in my inbox and I'm like hold on I was just trying. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get to know you. Uh, okay. So that's how it is. So it's, but it's, it's, it's a real, it's a, just like the movie. It's a real thin line between love and hate. Like it's a real fine line. It's, and it's cause everyone is different.
0: Mm. So it's, um, yeah, it's true.
1: You, you really have to, um, and, in and, and dating, right. date in, in this era is, 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 is tricky too. Because it's like the wild, wild west.
0: <laughs> Listen, I tell people all the time, I'm like, y'all think it's different when you get in your 40s and 50s. I'm like, the game don't change. <laughs> it don't. The, the bad part is we expect it to because we are, you know, 40s, 50s. I am. you I think you're in your 30s as a like in my 40s, I'm like, okay, this is the same as it was when I was in my 20s. What's different? So yeah. it's that the expectation to for me, it should be, and that's what me and my friend, we're talking about, because she's in her 40s too. She's like, it's why, because she was um, recently in a relationship. So she's now back on the scene. And it's like, this is crazy. I'm like, I tried to tell you. <laughs> it is a fool. And so watching this young lady because the concept of the show is that you um have these experts to match you based on all these criteria and these tests and that what they did should work because what you have been doing or what they have been doing hasn't been working, meaning mm-hmm. the two people who get married. So the first time that they see their spouse is when they get married. And so I'm like, if you wanted a certain thing, you should have just kept doing it yourself versus going on this show and they give you what you ask for. And now you're kind of, you know, talking like, cause one of the first things she said was that, you know, I really wanted a masculine man and he's not the type that I'm used to. I'm used to somebody that takes charge. And so for me and my friends who watch it, we're like, we translate it's like, she wants a roughneck. Mm-hmm. You don't want a gentleman because he's been very, like, if you watch the whole show, he's been very open and he's taking his time. He's like, We'll talk when she's ready. I'll put whatever my needs are to the side until she gets comfortable. The only thing he said, The only thing I want you to know is about my mental health. I dealt with it a few years ago. I think you need to know up front because there are going to be times when I'm in a space that's not good. I'm to myself. Mm-hmm. And first thing out of my mouth, well, he's uh, that, that just did me. I was like, so the next time he opened, if they don't stay married, if I'm him, I wouldn't open up to anybody else because the last time I, you know, mm-hmm. typically. And so I say all of that to say to me, when he did that, that was a form of self-care for him. Let me be above board. Right now, so that when I need support, she'll already know what to do, so do you think what what should we expect from black men, or what types of things do black men what they might need in regards to self care or what do you do for self care
1: um, well f- well, for me personally um self self care what, what it looks like for me is um it's really being, being open and that's open to, it's, it's hard for me to, to kind of stay still, be in one place. So like, I love to, to work out. I love to, to travel. Um, I always love to be on the go and kind of like watching that, um, that snippet that you, that you sent, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, he's, he's brave enough to really share that. And so that took, um, that took a lot for him to share now mm-hmm. and then i looked at her response and i was looking like um oh, and i could kind of tell with with him he was like oh man should i really have done that or was this the um um a good time for that and so i kind of would, would would want her to even though she did kind of kind of be so supportive um and kind of be like she always like kind of thinking like okay this might be something that we might have to work on mm-hmm. or it may be a little more than she a- expected, but um I kind of feel like if, if she wants um wants to wants that relationship, um then she really should communicate with him of her wants. because um, cause we are every everyone as as even though we they are in that relationship, they still are are individuals as well. Mm-hmm. So we still have our own individual needs, our own individual wants. Um and so it's it's really to me it's it's really all about communication. If you can be open, if you can be vulnerable and letting that whoever that person is, whether it's in a relationship, a friendship, um, whether it's a family member, let them know like what you need. Um, because once you tell me, now 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 I know. Now I can now I know, okay. She wants me to be a little rough. I can be a little rough. I'm most times you know I I'm trying to be respectful be for humble- be humble, mm-hmm. but it's the other side to me now it's it's uh, you know I, I i can bring that forward if 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 you want me to um and so if if you're looking for a little more um masculinity oh i can i can be that now when i'm when I'm home with you i, I don't want to be that, that all day all the time you know and i want let let that let that go
0: I just think too as women, we need to understand. And I, I would say to her, as a young woman, older woman to a young woman, she needs to reevaluate her definition of what masculinity is, because yes. to me, it sounds like she has an, uh, an, uh, a definition based on stereotypes. And I'm not judging. I've been there too. You know what I'm saying? It's just that dealing with kids growing up, you know. Learning some new things, new things like therapy, you understand that that's not, you know, just because someone's silent or they don't talk a lot, that has nothing to do with masculinity, Mm
1: -hmm. at least
0: not to me. And so I would think that, I think we need to do a better job as a community of reteaching what it means to be a man with integrity versus just masculine. You know, I I think I'm making sense I hope I am.
1: No, you, you you are making sense because I, 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 I definitely agree. Um even um dealing with the with the high school students, sometimes I you I would ask them oh, what what is a man?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what is a what does a man do? Um what is a man how, how does a man think? Mm-hmm. And so and just listening to, to their um their different responses it's a lot of what they see Mm -hmm. um and and that can stem from from their own family situation or that can stem from from tv um and and i can get a a group of young men and they'll have 10 totally different answers and i can get a group of young women and ask them what is what is a man to you and i can get 10 totally different answers so every everyone kind of has a a different D- different definition um but there are are a few things that is is always common um respect is always common um you you are always even though I might get 10 different answers if I say is the man respectful I'm going to get all yeses yeah okay? that's
0: true um
1: so th- there are there are, are, are a few things um that that is is common common throughout and so i i, I think we especially in, in the black community and with with the way the world is going and how the world is, is changing um a a new definition kind of needs to be or a new example kind of needs to be put up front of um what a man is um going back going back to to my childhood um especially in the black community there's no real like black shows. Like I love blackish. Like that that show. That's almost like the new Cosby show. Yes. You know, <laughs> or 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 Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. You know, when I saw that and, and Will Smith with his relationship with Uncle Phil and how that is. So sometimes I think we, we need a few more good examples of 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 black men because uh that affected my life. Like mm-hmm. seeing watching uh Will Smith, uh not only uh, Will Smith Fresh Prince uh the Cosby show, but um a different world that made me want mm-hmm. to go to a HBCU. I was like, I need to go to a black college just to be in that experience. I want to experience the things that um Dwayne Wayne was experiencing. Um so I, I do feel like we, we need some um better examples um of of what 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 a man is
0: okay I, I guess to wrap up, my question to you is how can black women support black men in their emotional health, in their um, growth as far as mental health? What can we do?
1: I, I really just feel like it's, it's really about allowing, allowing that space, mm-hmm. um, especially, especially in the home, because when, when, when we go out in the, in the world, we're already fighting. And we're we fighting every day, um, and especially do it during this pandemic. And it seems like um, sometimes I get a, 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 a notification on my phone, I'm like, "Please don't let it be anything like a, 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 another black person dying." Or um, so it's really just create, creating a, a, a safe, safe place where at some point we can really let our guard down. Like and, and and allowing that space to to be vulnerable, um, um. And sometimes, like I, I even though I don't cry that much, sometimes I may need a good cry. Like I don't need to say anything; I just need to cry to you know to to let this out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because if I don't let it out, it's gonna affect. It may affect my relationship. You mm-hmm. know, it may affect something at work. Um, because if you don't, and I've learned through therapy, um, cause I used to hold so much stuff in. If I don't let it out, when it comes out, a lot of times out of 10, it's going to come out in a negative way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's and so true. if I, if I'm able to, um, to, to let these, these things that I'm holding on be vulnerable and, and let them and, and release them in a, in a comfortable, um, in a comfortable manner or, or a safe place, nine times out of 10, I'm not going to, um, do anything. That might, you know, endanger in, in my life, or bash out at the wrong person, or or be be petty and come back at you when she when she's coming coming at me, you know. So um,
0: men cannot be petty. Oh, <laughs> I'm just playing.
1: You know, some and some, it's it's a defense mechanism. Sometimes yes. when you you coming at us, we don't know anything to do but to, you know what, just to come back ten times harder. <laughs> <laughs> like a football game. <laughs> yeah. And so if you really just allowing that space mm-hmm. um for us to to cuz it takes a lot for um for a man to really um express his feelings, and really be emotional. So um and that to to me if if I feel like if, if that's allowed, um you'll be surprised at how closer you'll become or closer he'll become to you and he'll start telling you stuff that you never knew um and start he'll start wanting to do more things for you because you allowed that space like if 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 we feel if we feel safe we're gonna want to protect you 10 times more
0: No way. we're gonna
1: want to do things for you 10 times more go harder for you 10 times more just because you're allowing this space for us to be comfortable and for us to be safe
0: do you think um Sometimes as women, we try to force y'all to that comfortableness.
1: Um, Yes, at at, at a time, at, at sometimes. But I mean, personally, sometimes I I I think it's it's good because she might see it before he does. Mm-hmm. She she might see something. Okay, something is not right. He's moving a little different. Something something is wrong, and he's a lot of times. Um, we might not know it's, it's, it's being seen in our, in our actions. Um, and, and at that time we, we, we do need to maybe start that process mm-hmm. of getting, get getting that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I know sometimes, or, 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 some men may not be, may not be ready. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's re- kind of where that stems from is they're not ready to uh, release that or don't feel comfortable in re- in releasing that. And they're really trying to find that, find that safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, I mean, sometimes it's a, a good push is, is needed and is, is, and it does help. Um, it's really just trying to find that line and find that balance. Um, because when he's ready, Oh, he, he's going to be ready. And he's going to, going to let you know what's going on. Um, <laughs> he's going, he's going, he's going to op- and eventually open up. Um, but sometimes it, it does take a little time.
0: Wow. And, after years of conditioning not to that's to be expected you know what I'm saying as Mm -hmm. as a people we've been conditioned not to open up so it takes a while and the reason I say that to any women listening who might be struggling in their relationships to get their significant other to you know let their guard down you got to be patient with them because it's it's just a hard place to be you know it's hard for us and so I know as a woman I'm like you if you know the issue you know what to do to get the issue solved just do it but you have yeah. to be like you said you have to be ready to do that work because it is uncomfortable really examining yourself because I think that's for me that's what therapy was it's like looking taking a mirror putting it up and having an introspection on who I am as a person in my belief systems things that I've held to be true about my family, about my culture, about my country, about my life. And sometimes you realize, well, that's not necessarily the way things should be. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, but, but that's how I grew up. Yeah. You yeah. have to, you know, start to develop your own belief systems and, you know, that's a scary place to be. So I appreciate you. I I think for a minute here, because I just started with the questions, in the beginning, I kind of want to catch up. What are you up to now? <laughs> are you in Alabama now?
1: I'm actually actually in in Nashville. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been mm-hmm. been in Nashville for about two and a half, going on th- on three years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, actually, um, in finances, my fin- financial background, so that's um allowed me to um better better myself in 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 some different ways. Um and I, I'm actually listening to your, to your last podcast. I was, um, and almost motivated me because I've been thinking about going, going back to school. And I actually reached out to you um, to, um, to, to help with, uh, with me going back to school. And I'm actually, I just signed up for, for the GMAT. I want to go ahead and get, get my MBA. Um,
0: hey, so joy!
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, um, and, it, and even in, in this pan, pandemic, I, I feel like, everyone should be doing something like you sh- should be doing something to, to better yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that that'll help, especially with, with, with your mental health yes. um, and to keep keep um, pushing forward. I, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people out here now are um, are walking, I'm seeing a lot more people walking and trying to eating right, trying to, trying to get their, their health together. And I applaud, um, all those people, um, that's definitely has, has, um help me um in, in my life. Um and so I'm 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 really just um pushing forward, looking forward to, to the next chapter uh in my life. Um out here trying trying to get booed up, up and <laughs> married. We this hey, we, we, what we say, we coming we up
0: it's coming. <laughs> the Lord ain't done with me yet. <laughs> Look, I'm put your uh, information in the comments. Maybe some of my listeners <laughs> hit you
1: up. But yeah, um um really just pu- uh, pushing forward, getting getting closer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um this time has allowed me to get closer with, with family. Yes um, and, and, and and friends. Um so I just yeah, just just really I'm, I wanna keep moving forward. And I feel like um got I've really got got at a good point in my life, got my credit right. Um yeah, I'm um reading hey,
0: celebrating.
1: Um, oh yeah. <laughs> um and I I just doing things to um make better decisions in my mm-hmm. life, start starting to um read read more, um get into get into my Bible more. Really just be, become a broad better better person. So I'm trying to really just trying to be a, a good well rounded person. And this. um uh, I definitely say that the, the Lord has definitely been blessing me lately um, and blessing mm-hmm. the people around me. Um, I encourage everyone to just stay prayed up and to keep moving forward out there. Cause that's All really what do. life is about. Yep. Yeah. Whatever, whatever your goal is, whatever you go, your goal you have in life, once you once you get there, once you make them, it's time for some new goals. There you go. It's time for some new things. We got go to go to bigger and better heights um, so we can help those people that's around us to get to bigger and better heights.
0: That's true. So but
1: life go is good. No, I was going to say life is good.
0: That's good. Cause it's been a while since you've been in Texas. I think you went from here back to Alabama or was it Mississippi? I was in, I went, uh actually both. I went to
1: Mississippi for a little while. Um, then I went, went to Alabama and, and now I'm in Nashville and this, and it seemed like at each stage it was a, a progression. Okay. Um, And so, and then, yeah, and that's, um, I don't know if Nashville is gonna be home. If uh after after I get this NBA, so I know some some other doors some doors are gonna open up for me uh, again. Um so who knows? I'm just um really just put putting faith in God and really just uh living life to to the best of my ability.
0: Listen, I love it. I love it. You keep it up. I'm gonna keep following on Facebook so I can keep up with what's going on. And you know me, if you need anything, I'll help as best I can and what you asked for was really small it was like a little recommendation I was like that's nothing anytime (laughs) so whatever I'm I'm just I'm just waiting on that next book okay so good because you you speaking of reading I'm gonna need you to read it I'm almost finished (laughs) okay okay (laughs) so you can tell me if I got news sounded too here revealing too much I tried, but I was like, "Well, I did the best that I could." I got a couple of football questions for you. Okay, <laughs> you still playing fantasy football? I, I am. I am still playing. I almost didn't this year with the,
1: with the pandemic going on, but it's um, I have a good group of friends who who I play with every year, mm-hmm. and they um, they were like, "No, we we playing," so I <laughs> I, I, I do play. I'm Who's in, on your team? So, my 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 quarterback, I have, um, Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. um, and I'm kind of I'm kind of I come rolling with Dak right now. I'm like, I, oh, that, no. that that first game was a little iffy, <laughs> but I'm hoping, uh, um, I'm hoping that that he does well. They got him some some better weapons, but it's really, um, it's really gonna come to come down to coaching. So I just hopefully McCarthy can can do, um. Get them boys heading in the right direction. You a Cowboy so
0: fan?
1: I'm actually not. I'm actually a Bills fan.
0: A Buffalo? I've I've rarely met a Buffalo fan. Yeah, a, my my mom. Buffalo's my, defense is always the bomb. Yes, and we we finally got
1: finally got a, a decent enough quarterback, and we got some weapons. So hopefully Buffalo can make some make some noise. I I know your your Pittsburgh Steelers is going to be tough with Big Ben back. So, and, you know, they got a defense, too.
0: Listen, I was looking because I haven't watched a lot of the games yet because COVID just ain't in the mood. Yeah. And my trainer, he has two leagues, so I play with them. And he's like, come on, you know. So I joined, and so I watched a couple of games, and I watched a little bit of who did the Steelers play, and it was buffering. So I couldn't watch the whole thing. But I watched a little bit of Cincinnati and – um Cleveland, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, and Burroughs, and then, you know, AFC North, ain't listen, with uh, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, and then B- Big Ben is the oldest one in, in our division. I was mm-hmm. like, I'd say, but he looking good with his big self. <laughs> He'll boy a lot of Trump supporters, though, so I'd be like, hmm. Oh no, I don't know. So I can keep cheering. <laughs> I,
1: I feel you. I feel you. But
0: that that division is gonna be tough. It and it I, is.
1: It mm. is. I, I do feel like I feel like the Ravens gonna win the division, but the Steelers gonna be. Right, right there with them though.
0: It's gonna be a dogfight. We're gonna, we're gonna be duking it out. I'm gonna be right there watching. I gotta get oh, this yeah. internet fixed so, so it won't buffer. <laughs> and then I watched a little bit. Even though I hate him, I watched a little bit of um, Tampa Bay Brady and uh, the Saints.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. I do not like Brady.
0: I can't stand him. He was him. looking good I though. I was like. They now, lost it. He's
1: still looking good as a quarterback. I, I, I respect the greatness. He ain't I respect great. he cheated. He cheated. But, he ain't great. Man, I do not like Brady. And I was so
0: happy when they lost. <laughs> but they looking good though. I think with time, they're not gonna lose too many more. They like, not. Well, they go. They gonna be right. They gonna be right there too. Um, and he looked like he was having fun.
1: You know what? The the NFL is really in a in a real good position right now. They. Mm-hmm. We have a a lot of young talent, a lot of young black talent. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm glad to see a lot of uh, young black quarterbacks being head of the franchise um, and they're getting their opportunities. Um, But it's a lot of good teams out there. And so right now being this, these first couple of weeks, everyone is, is real optimistic about this. Everyone feel like their team can make it, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be a dogfight to the end. That's it sure. is.
0: And I think removing the fans is going to show who really can't play football. Like, I'm not one of those people who, like, I can talk, food, I can talk about it, but not about stats and stuff like that. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a novice uh-huh. fan. So I can talk uh-huh. generality. But I think sometimes um, I think the fans motivate the players, and without, the, without those fans there, you see who really got skill. You know, if, you know what I'm that's, saying. Like, because okay. you, you just playing to play at this point.
1: Yeah, and and, and that's true. Cause um, a, a a lot of times, um, in playing football, you can't feed off the crowd a little bit, it's, and and that, that that will give give you energy. Um, but playing prof- professional, you really have to. When you get to that stage, you really mm-hmm. have to own it. And if you yeah. don't want it, it it'll show. Yes, that's true. And so for for those players that that really want it or those teams who who really want it, um you you'll see that in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. The Fantasy
0: football for me, this is how bad it was. How un I guess unhappy, not unhappy, how I just wasn't really involved in I was like, oh I drafted I have two teams. I got these are the only two players that I know that I have. I have Patrick Mahomes on one side and Kyler Murray mm-hmm. on the other. After that, I was just like, I just – I don't know who my running backs are. <laughs> I'm just like – Now, one, one thing <laughs> one thing, fantasy will force you to do is to learn players yes. that you have never – Well, heard. normally I keep up, and I'm just like – I'm on my waiver wires, and I'm looking at the bench. But this year I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to try to get into it tomorrow. I think um, nobody played Thursday for me. And so I, I said, well, tomorrow I'll watch the game. And after church, after I watch church, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll watch mm-hmm. the games all day and try to get more into it. Cause normally I'm ready. I'm like, I'm on ESPN, I'm looking at magazines, trying to get my play. And I'm like, you do all letting you lose anyway. Cause I play to win, I don't like lose.
1: <laughs> I, I I feel you. I feel you on that. I feel you on that, but you but you know what? It's it's been so much that's been going on just in life and in the world, um, and that's why a lot of people were, were questioning if they were gonna play fantasy, right?
0: Because
1: um, it's, it's it's so so much is is, is going on. So you, um, even though I'm so glad football is back, it was I was almost like man, it's it, it was almost kind of draining a little bit to, to, to play, um, especially with, with, with COVID. Mm-hmm. And, Cause, um, i my prayer is just, everyone just stay safe and Save. stay healthy.
0: Right. I didn't yeah. think they were going to do it. I'm just like, but I guess the NBA was like, look, we playing in this bubble. And NFL <laughs> said we got to do something. Hockey. Do something. I'm going to watch the hockey match, the uh, Stanley cup that's coming up. The stars are in it. So I got okay. to support the okay. home team. But baseball, I ain't going I'm not a baseball fan. (laughs) That's my, now I'm, once the teams, once the World Series comes. Yeah. Then I start cheering like I have watched it. Yeah. But I, 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 my grandmother was a baseball fan. But other than that, I'm just like, ah, it's boring. I'll go to the um, park to watch it. Cause at the park you can talk to people and you can read. It's just so much time in between baseball plays, and I'm mm-hmm. like, this is. boring. I used to hate that as a administrator baseball dude. <laughs> it's like this is boring. In Football, I'm like, okay, I, I can get into this. The only thing I didn't like about going to football games as an AP is, you know, if a fight broke broke out.
1: Yeah. Going to yeah. watch
0: the games, I I don't mind. At baseball, I'm like. <laughs> Basically, you're right. Baseball's tough. It Baseball's is. tough. But it, it can be fun. I think it's just communal like for me anyway. Being there at the park because I'm trying to eat hot dogs, stuff I don't yeah, I, I, definitely,
1: I definitely enjoy going to the games more so than watching on TV. Yes. For so sure. Do
0: but when the World Series come out, I, I will pretend like I did watch. <laughs> so when you see my post about it, just laugh and know she ain't watch nothing. She don't know what's going uh,
1: I'm gonna be making the same post, so I'm right there with you. I can't <laughs> laugh.
0: Do you watch college football?
1: I do watch college football.
0: I'm just not getting into that this year. Okay, okay. So I, one of my, I have two friends. One, um, one um, couple, their son goes to OU. He's a tight end, okay. I think, up there. And then my other friend, my sorority sister, she has a son at Baylor. I'm watching Jacob Zeno. He's gonna be the truth.
1: Jacob Zeno, I, I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna remember Jacob that.
0: One. Zeno, go, I recommend you go back and watch the Sugar Bowl from last year. Okay. A couple big plays at the end. You just need a chance. But other than that, it's so much. If there's oh, and I have another friend, her son, uh, my line sister, her son. I don't know if he's gonna play this year, but he's a, a linebacker for Berkeley. Okay. So, I, because I, they have kids in college football. It's like, okay, now I can. But college is always, you always had those different bowls and the SEC versus whatever C. It, it's so good yeah. divisions. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't yeah. keep up. And it fell. That was me. But now that I, I have people with kids, there, I have a reason. And it's fun to watch. So I was wondering, who did you have any picks for college football this year or teams you're looking at? Um,
1: in, in the college game, it's, um, it's kind of wide. I'm not going to say wide open. Um, in college football, the good teams are good. And a lot of times the bad teams are bad. It's really, really, it's really no, um, you no know, in between. Yeah. It's, it's no in between. Like the NFL is, it's a fight every, every week. Um, but in, in college is definitely a, a, a discrepancy, um, uh the three or four teams that I, I would definitely say are kind of stacked this year would be Ohio State. Um they have um a lot of a lot of good players, a good mm-hmm. team, um a real good coach. Um, Clemson, uh definitely have to say Clemson, they have really built um a powerhouse. Um and then you have to put some SEC teams in there, um Alabama, um, LSU and Florida will probably mm-hmm. be two or three teams. Um, that could really um go all the way, and and you, you you'll see that because a lot of times those players are getting drafted. Those are pl- the players that going or who are going to the NFL teams. Um, so there there's probably five or six teams that that have a chance to really um win it all, mm-hmm. and everyone else is really just fighting to go to bowl games. Because I'm and, like
0: Ohio, the teams you named. I do recognize those are usually like dynasty teams: Ohio now, State,
1: Clemson. I would say Oklahoma has has a chance to to sneak in there. They have a real, um, real good team, real good program. Mm. Um, it'll not Texas may try to sneak in there, and that's kind of the game I want to see: uh, Oklahoma versus Texas, because that'll be okay. that that'll determine a lot.
0: That's, oh, really? I'm like that. I know it's always a fight, but I never know why. Other than two states. And you know what was funny is my grandmother was a Sooner fan because she said, it's a history lesson for people listening, unofficial. The history per Sarah Cass. She was like, UT always discriminated against the black players. They didn't want to recruit black players. But Oklahoma didn't mind coming down here, getting black players, putting them on their team. So they can win and beat Texas. So she cheered for the Sooners because of racism. <laughs> but but you
1: know what that 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 is true, mm-hmm. and that's really how um um a lot, a lot of the really a lot of the top programs mm-hmm. um because I I uh when when Bear Bryant was at Alabama and he was at his high point um he got beat by some black players on, on another team, and as soon as he left he's. He said, I, I gotta go get me some of them boards. And he went and got and went and got went and got some. Um, so all that that's definitely some truth in, in that story. <laughs> it is did. definitely some truth.
0: And so unofficially, we are sooner fans. and <laughs> ne- Have never cheered for Texas. I will if they're playing for somebody else, but if they play Oklahoma, my grandmother taught me we Sooner fans. rest in heaven, Granny? <laughs>
1: Well, you know what hearing that story i i'm I'm gonna be a soon the fan when they play
0: <laughs> oh, so I got a, a couple more questions, and then we'll wrap up okay what are you grateful for uh at, right now I'm really just grateful
1: um to be in the land of the living um with, with with so so much going on. I'm really grateful for my support system my um my family um Grateful for for my friends and um grateful for my faith, um. And I, I haven't I wouldn't say I'm I'm so much re- religious now, but I definitely growing up um in the church and being a a preacher's kid, it was um that was really inst- instilled in me, and I'm so great grateful for it, mm-hmm. um, because I've definitely had to. To reach for for a higher power, and he's definitely has sprinkle some 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 blessings upon me. Um so I'm definitely those are the things I'm really grateful for at, at this time.
0: Okay. So what are your guilty pleasures?
1: Oh, my guilty pleasures? Um and you know what I'm um been on been on, on this health kick. I'm working on going being um 80% 90% plant-based. Um I have some some family members who have are are going over to the vegan side, and I can't fully just go over, because <laughs> um, I do still love me a good steak every now and then. Um, but I, I would say I still wa- probably watch a little too much TV and eat a little too much chocolate. <laughs> those those two right there, and I, I've been trying to cut my. my um, my screen time down both on the TV and my phone to start picking up books um and doing um other things to to stimulate my mind instead of just watching tv mm-hmm. or being on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. Um but yeah that TV and them chocolates uh,
0: there's some preach because <laughs> when I get off this call with you I have TV <laughs> and chocolate <laughs> don't judge <laughs> I ain't even thinking about playing bass yet one day <laughs> I just need to cook first then you know baby steps
1: yeah it is It is. what are you reading steps. though
0: lately what, what books have you read recently
1: I, I would say um, or a book I would recommend mm-hmm. to anyone um, it's called the richest man in Bab- Babylon.
0: I think I've heard of that. I'm and
1: um that book has um, helped me financially, um, and, and spiritually. Um, and it's it's a real easy, easy read. It's a real short book. Um, mm-hmm. but I really just applied a few principles um in that book um to my life, and now I'm looking at um Got my credit to oh my goodness, to I don't think when I saw it go to seven hundred I was like Lord is that a death? I just never would have dreamed. Um, so it helped me to get my credit right. Um, it helped me to get my savings right, and so instead of, you know, going to other people asking, hey, can I borrow this? Now I'm I'm the guy people are calling. Can you see me a few dollars? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, that book has, has definitely, uh, my brother recommended that book to me. Um, and it's ever since, ever since I got it, it almost made me want to, um, read more books, especially about, um, finances and being, um, financial financially literate. Um, because it's, 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 it's amazing. Just what little you can do with, like you said, with baby steps, with, with mm-hmm. anything, especially with, with saving, Putting these little ten dollars here and then twenty dollars here, just like um our grandparents used to put five dollars in this book or hide this where um i mean my 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 grand, my grandmother had her little hiding places um in her house, and any anytime you needed some money, she might go to a book and it'd be five dollars and i'd be like where does where does money come from um but she out she out she always has something and um so it's that book has been has been a blessing blessing to me
0: you that's so funny I, and I need to call my sister the one the episode that you listen to yeah I, we really all I have three older sisters we all love our mother and our grandmother but because my mother worked our grandmother watched us so a mm-hmm. lot of our wisdom we got from her but my grandmother was retired social security income I know being an adult I would go to her granny can I borrow a hundred dollars can I borrow and she always had it. Yeah. You know, I always go, hold on, baby. Or I got to go to the bank or I don't know how she did it or what she did, but she always, she just managed her money in such a way where she lived the life that she was pleased with. I think mm-hmm. so that's funny. And here it is. And I, you know, that's what made me get on a journey of at least trying to get my finances right. I'm not where you are yet, but one day I'm gonna read that book though. But Thinking, here it is. This woman has worked for us to get in a place to have, you know, a good job, get our education, and be financially independent. But we're still coming to her. So I'm like, mm-hmm. we need to flip that. And so I just went on a um a path of saying, no, you know, I I would I'm still not where I want to be because it's like you need to pay off this, 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 and this, and mm-hmm. then one day I'll get there. So it's like I'm sacrificing now. So in retirement, I can live how I want to live. And when oh, yeah. I'm ready to leave, you, I can eat like, bye. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. I'm glad you are there.
1: Oh, no, nah, it's, it's, it definitely was a struggle. It's, it's taken me a good two, um, good two, three years to get there, but it was, it was baby steps.
0: So you weren't ordering during the pandemic. You weren't, you know, am, on Amazon clicking Oh, oh. oh no. I, I I had to I had to I, I had to cut out my my
1: Amazon Prime membership and <laughs> and, uh, and actually uh my mom was mad at me cuz she was using my account to order stuff and get the two-day ship and I'm like, no, nah, I I got to cut some things out. <laughs> you can let
0: your to, mama
1: make it. I mean, let her make
0: it on the I Prime,
1: like, man. I, I, I'm sorry, mom. You can jump on this Netflix account though. I got this Hulu account you can jump <laughs> on, but I, I got to cut some other things off.
0: Some things got to go. i understand she'll find somebody else (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah last question if you had to pick a theme song for your life what would it be oh that's a
1: that's a good question um a theme song i wouldn't say so much not so much a theme song um but I would say like my two favorite artists, um, one is a big crit from Mississippi. I like big crit. And he, um, anytime I listen to him, I I just feel motivation. Um, He makes me want to, um, to go get it. And I would say, um, as well as Nipsey Hussle, Mm -hmm. um, the way, really the way he moved. And both of them, it's not so much their, their music, but who they are, I mean, what they stand for as as man, um, um, and I love the way Nipsey Hussle was was preaching generational wealth, mm-hmm. doing things um, for his community. Um, and, and you saw you saw he was wasn't about himself. You know, he he bought the block for the community, opened up stores, and giving other people jobs. Um, so it was it was almost more than the music. Um, but those are are two. Anytime I I, I need that um motivation or or or, or that example I, I try to those are kind of my two artists i go to um and kind of i kind of kind of base my life on that because i'm um my cousin always said man you 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 almost like two people you like you a gangster and a gentleman at the same time and i was like it's it's, it's about that balance you know <laughs> it's really it's, it's really about that balance because he, he saw me go from zero to a hundred but at, at the at the same time, people like, man, you you the same person who trying to bring everybody into the church and try to pray for everybody. I'm like, I'm like at the same at the same time. So
0: Listen, um, some of the hardest folks, we call them intellectual thugs. Yeah. Don't don't bring roll up in the church if you want to. You have some waiting on you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so true.
0: People don't know. Like that's hey, so true. I know Jesus for a reason.
1: <laughs> for a reason.
0: Have you seen that video? Um his name is Toby in is something African and I don't wanna butcher it. And it's like try Jesus, not me.
1: Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. And he's a um he's a, a, a real
0: good artist. Um <laughs> he really is. I did a little deep dive on this page. I'm like, I like some of these songs. Him and his wife. Oh, yeah. And they've
1: been um, they've been do- doing it for, for a little while. He's, I want to say he's, he's from Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I kind of got, got, got his first album, and I seen him a, a, a long time ago and I'm really glad that his, his name is kind of getting out there because mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a real good artist and really making music that needs to be heard right now. He, he has a message.
0: Yes, he does. Um, and he got good awesome. lyrical skills, too. He, he really does. He really does. His wife is good, too. She's a good rapper, too. But that, I, like, oh, I said I'm going to buy a couple of songs. But, oh, yeah, that, that Try Jesus, that right there? Because I thought it was a joke. And then the other songs started coming out. I was like, oh, let me check him out. I was like, he's pretty good. He is. So, but he Big is. Crit and Nip- Nipsey Hustle. I ain't mad at you, Mr. Cole. <laughs> well, thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Uh, I, you know, for giving insight into the emotional health. You know, of course, you're not speaking for all Black men, but giving perspective to us. Because, again, I think as long as women are over here and men are on the other side and neither one of us are communicating. We're never going to come together. And for me, I want, you know, not what it used to be, but I want it better than it used to be as far as black men and black women having each other's back. And we can't do that if neither one of us are in places of a good emotional health. And so we have to understand y'all and y'all have to understand us. So if you were listening to this podcast, y'all may say, well, Tracy, I always talking about black men and emotions or black women and emotions. I'm going to do it all the time. <laughs> so just get over it and listen, and hopefully you will learn something. But, again, I appreciate you. I will definitely be inboxing you about my fantasy football team. Okay. <laughs> Since I have not paid attention this year. <laughs> me and they're waving wire. I'm asleep when they are switching teams in the morning. I'm like, I'm trying to get my last few minutes before I go to work. And by the time I wake up, they have picked all the people that I need. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't going to ever win, but hopefully, listen, Chris, my trainer will be listening. So she cheating. I'm not, I'm just getting advice. So <laughs> thank I you, you. I appreciate you. You have a good day.
1: Thank you for having me.